Gamecock fans, welcome home. See how it goes, uh, but we'll be ready to go. It's time to root. Touchdown, Carolina! It's gone! Touchdown! What a hit! He makes it in! Can you believe it? Gamecocks have won this game! Here are your hosts, J.C. Sherbert. Oh, watch him celebrate now! Bill Molinax. My wife doesn't like hanging around losers. And Jamie Bradford. I'm going to tell you, you look like you joined Doug Dabbitt, Oh, it sounds so good, and it is so, so close. Greetings and good morning. Welcome aboard and welcome home inside the Gamecocks, the show. Live from the Sinorama Studios and built by the Barndo Code, the barndominiumcode.com is where you can find one of the nation's best builders where they'll do it beautifully for as low as $160 per square foot. Just think about this for a second. If you live anywhere near where I live, homes are going for four and $500 per square foot. Let that sink in for a second. $160 per square foot. Not too shabby. Hit the barndominiumco.com. Signorama, of course, is the preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics, and we are proud to be partnered with Matt Vaughn and his team, whom they are quite busy this time of year as they get ready for college football, and in particular, Gamecock football coming up here pretty soon jc will be in in just a moment he got a phone call literally right as we were going on the air but he'll be here nonetheless probably in the next five minutes or so and we look forward to getting you through until one o'clock i've got to dip out a little early today um but uh, have no fear i'll be back monday is a big day for us you won't want to miss that uh, a lot will be released on monday morning beginning at 11 o'clock here on inside the gamecocks the show not going to give any more hints, just tell you that you'll want to be here, and we think that you will enjoy and be fairly excited about what we will present to all of you. So looking forward to Monday morning, 11 o'clock, here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. It'll also be a pretty packed program as we literally get into football because, Phil, next week college uh, football teams will be on the practice fields already are South Carolina will be in on Friday got the release from coach Fink yesterday as far as what the preseason looks like for Shane Beamer and his boys we see Gamecock pastor in there today in the Nanosports chat box good morning my man you won't be the only pastor though in our program today the pastor of pain Corey Miller coming up at 11 30 he Last night announced via social media that he is joining Carolina Rise in a capacity in which he will discuss here in just a little while. Corey, one of the great Gamecocks, he is now a University of South Carolina Athletics Hall of Famer. He once put me in a headlock that I didn't think I'd get out, and I'm not sure he realized how 
hard he was squeezing my esophagus. But nonetheless, I did. I made it out just like cheese in old school, and we were able to finish the rest of the Patrick Davis concert together that night. Corey's a wonderful man, and he is a huge supporter of Gamecock Athletics. And as he has already put it uh, to JC, I'll just spill the beans here. He said, you know, I'd like to see South Carolina win a championship before I die. So I'm going to do whatever it takes on my end to try to figure out a way to help get him there. And uh, so we are um, we are grateful to have him. We'll be we haven't gotten to this this week, Phil. I've teased it twice, and we've run out of time both times. But swing games in the SEC. But for us, really in particular, what is the swing game for South Carolina? You win it, really makes the season something special. You lose it, maybe it takes a dumpster dive. Who knows? Uh, so we'll get into that. It is a little bit of a recruiting weekend for Carolina. They had a special visitor yesterday. JC will give us an update there. But we'll start with this. Phil, maybe a major, major shift in college athletics in a couple of weeks if reports out of Tallahassee come true. Because according to what we read yesterday, and this is by, look, I would say a pretty respected guy out there, Chris Nee, who covers the Florida State program for Knowles 247, I'm going to go ahead and quote him here. He said, this was yesterday morning. Over the last decade, and especially since the signing of the latest ACC TV contract, I've been largely dismissive of FSU when it came to realignment discussions. I am not at this time. I do believe FSU is wholeheartedly and actively looking to get out of the ACC. Wow. Uh, The date of August 15th has come up. Why? Because an exiting school must notify the league and its members of its plans by that date in order to leave by the end of the following June. That would be June 30th of next year, boys and girls, resulting in roughly a 10-month wait. If you do not notify by August 15th, you've got a 22-month wait. That's two full years to get out and do something different. He went on to say realignment, departures, et cetera, involve a lot of moving parts, a landing spot, exit fees, to grant of rights, legal situation, et cetera. I don't have thorough details on how that will all work if FSU goes forward with truly departing the ACC. I just want to state that I believe it is more of a reality today than ever before. Now... The first question on everybody's mind is if they leave, where are they going? And I don't have that answer, but I would say this. If the Big 12 is actively looking to expand, there's your golden ticket, boys. If the SEC says, oh, now wait a second here, I can't imagine that they would get further than the SEC. Just a hunch, but that would be my guess. If the SEC says they are actively interested, I cannot imagine Florida State going to the Big 12, but can't imagine, Phil, that Florida would be too thrilled about that. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> Florida would not be happy if that, you know, you know, if that turned into a conference game especially of the state of things in Gainesville right now. Uh, the Big 12, though, 
looks to be needing one more. Well, to they make it an even number. <laughs> hey, look, you know, Mike Morgan, Mike Morgan yesterday, he, he said that uh, he said one more, but then reports came out. I'm not sure if you saw it. Reports yesterday from the national guys are saying one to three more, which means, yeah, yeah one plus. Well, you know what? Maybe we should just go ahead and add two more to this ordeal. Yeah, because they what? Uh, let's see. That'd be sixteen. Yeah, Colorado, Florida State would make fourteen. If you know, obviously hypothetically, and then yeah, two more would be sixteen, which would put you up there with uh, the SEC and Big Ten. Yeah, I think that Florida State is looking at this potentially as kind of a bidding war. Um, now, yeah. you know, what would those details look like? I, 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 I don't know. I have no idea. But I, but. They're going to still have to pay a significant amount of money to get out of the ACC because they're in that, uh, as again, in the words of Mike Morgan, ironclad TV contract. And so somebody's going to have to pay to get them out of it if they want to go do something else. The SEC clearly will have the money to do that if that's something that they feel like is good for the league. I don't know about the financials of the Big 12. Um, But, you know, the Big 12 just signed a TV deal last year. Last year, 2022, that carries them through the fiscal 31, so June 30th of 30, uh, 2031, and it was a $2.3 billion deal. Now, if you add Florida State, if you're, if you're, if you're the Big 12 and you say, hey, look, we're going to go get Florida State, regardless of what anybody out there thinks about, because of the success of the program since they last won the national championship with Jimbo and, those, and that gang in 2014, whatever florida state is a brand and it's a big brand it's a major brand so phil i mean you you just you just think that if we do if we owned a league then we would say well now wait a second here we've got this team coming this athletic department coming in the eyeballs that are on it we, we want more money yeah uh, yeah, I mean, you know, and it's it's interesting because the Big 12 is going to be getting some of that Central Florida money from UCF right. uh, with more eyeballs watching TV. But, you know, Tallahassee, that that panhandle of Florida is an interesting spot, you know, because it's like it, it's, you know, basically lower Alabama. <laughs> and you're going to get a different yeah. set of eyes than you do down there, you know, in that I-4 corridor. Um. But I don't know. I mean, I know Florida would push back from an SEC perspective if they were looking to. And 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 let's not, you know, poo-poo the notion that the SEC is and not entertaining, you know, a couple more teams uh, or to make the conference larger. Because, I mean, obviously, Texas and Oklahoma news came out of nowhere last yeah. year, uh, you know, as a surprise. Yeah. But the Big 12, Great I think... Chess. Yeah, yes. he plays yeah, chess. He Everybody, Everybody else, else is playing, playing checkers. He's always playing <laughs> yeah. chess. Always, yeah. And there's already precedent for even a smaller state than Florida with less eyes to have two conference schools, albeit they're you know long-standing within the conference in Auburn and Alabama. Um, I would be more worried as a South Carolina fan to see FSU come into the SEC because I think they could easily bring a large brand partner with them. Um, not that we don't already play them every year, but then you turn that into a conference game and that just makes it even tougher. 
Yeah, I so here's the thing. I think that with the potential scheduling changes that are on the way, it's it's really, you know, whatever. I mean, I think yeah. the SEC, I mean, for 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 South Carolina specifically, I will it matter? Well, of course it matters, but here's the thing. If the SEC ever decides to expand, they're not bringing in cupcakes. They ain't no. adding UConn. You <laughs> yeah, know, they're not right. yeah, That's you, right. That's not, that's not what's going to happen. The best of the best are going to come into this league period the end. I mean, you could probably make an argument that a school like NC State or West Virginia, a little bit more blue collar like the Gamecocks, would be a better fit as it, as we think about it in our minds. Uh, you know, instead of having to see the big dogs every day. But you know, before last season, when Florida State kind of broke through, we think that they probably have a really good chance to to do it again, duplicate that this year. I mean, they they haven't been the Florida State of the '90s. Now, you know, we we're, we're removed from that. Um, and and so uh, again, you know, I I just I don't – it was – look, the SEC, they're in the position now to add the big dogs. That was not always the case. So let's not have short-term memory loss on this because you have – South Carolina and Arkansas weren't an ad in 1992. The, the rest of the league, well, they laughed at South Carolina for the most part. I mean, they were more accepting of the Razorbacks than they were the Gamecocks. They were – everybody was trying to figure out what did they add to this league at the time. Um, and then when they added A&M, you found value there. Nobody saw the value in Missouri, but now they've set this new precedent. Okay. So they've gone out and got Oklahoma and they've gone out and, and, and gotten Texas. And, and so essentially, you know, they can pick and choose what they want to do. I mean, again, if you're, I think that the first, we need to get it out of our brains that the SEC isn't going to like, if you're a Carolina fan, whoever they add, you're scheduling getting easier. Okay, so that doesn't matter anymore. I also, though, Phil, I don't think, and maybe it is, but I'm not sure that if Florida State decides to exit, I'm not sure that it's a slam dunk that Clemson is hitched to that wagon. And no, no. I don't, I don't, uh, yeah, I, I don't think Florida State cares what Clemson does. Now, if you're Clemson, kind of an idiot i in my opinion if you think well you know let's just go jump in the in the sec why you win 10 games a year right now why would you do that that would just be ridiculous you, you're going to be the big dog every year there's nothing to compete with you you'll win it every year you'll be in the playoff every year you, you'll be able to beat your chest for the next 100 years about how many appearances you have and this that and the other like you'll never you'll never have to go through the grind of what all the programs do in this league i think it would be more likely because like West Virginia ain't going anywhere, I, I have high hopes for that. Because I like I want to see Morgantown, but that's not going to happen. I think it would be more likely that a program like NC State would say, "You know what? We're done with this. We're out. We're I'm tired of being treated this way, this way, and this way by Duke and North Carolina. Screw it. See ya. We're going to the SEC, and we'll fit right in." And they would. I think they would. Yeah, I think so too. I, I think uh, a, a team like NC State would be attractive to the conference just because it expands you into a new market, uh, which yeah. I think is what's really driving all of this. Um, I, I think the SEC really showed what kind of a strong partnership they have with ESPN in that you know, they're not demanding more money after all the big transactions that were done uh, or, you know, they're not immediately seeking 
new schools to expand, which would have to force the hand. It's the reason why we didn't see a nine-game conference schedule right up front because mm-hmm. it would be completely ridiculous for them to not demand more money with a nine-conference game schedule. Um, but I think that kindness that they've showed to their media partner uh, also has a shelf life. And if other conferences are going to be making big moves, then you know for sure the biggest conference is going to make more than likely the biggest splash. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no doubt. I mean, I, Florida state is the team that are in the big 10, Phil, they're not going anywhere. Nope. I'm talking about the big brands. So yeah. just committed to it. So if you, I mean, if you really went down the, and, and I'm, I'm speaking from really a football point of view here, but let's expand that. Let's just go to the to athletic program. If you, if you look around the rest of the country, eliminate, the Big Ten and eliminate the SEC because there's not going to be any movement of teams trying to get out of those leagues. Um, if you look at the Big Twelve, there's Oklahoma and Texas are gone. No disrespect intended towards anybody else in that league. Um, if you look at the Pac-12, there's one that I'll circle, and then of course in the ACC. So my personal, my personal feeling here, I think the two most valuable athletic departments that would be out there that if you could get them, get them, are Florida State and Oregon. And they're on polar opposite ends of the country, so they're not going to, I don't think, join the same league unless, unless the Big 12 really pulled off a miracle, um, Which, but, but I just don't foresee that being the case. And so if you, those are the two big fish that are still out there that I think would be willing to move if they were offered or if it, if it all worked out. Yeah, I think so too. I think Florida State, you just continue to hear their name like pop up in these expansion talks. I mean, you know, even before you had somebody out there saying, I said it was not going to happen, and now it looks like it, there's a possibility. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah, you're <laughs> yeah. saying there's a chance. <laughs> you're saying there's a chance. I, I'll, I'll but, say this. I'll say you know, this it's too. It's going to be interesting, yeah. man, because it, it, I mean, I like that you brought up Oregon because I think that's that's one that is is not getting a lot of run to talk about moving conferences, but if the Pac-12 looks like it's going down, you know Oregon's going to be one of the first to jump. I mean, because they've got all the money in the world up there. I mean, they yeah. don't need the help uh, when it comes to financially getting out of contracts and things like that because they've got a major player backing them. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's you know, that one I think is one to definitely keep eyes on. No question. No question. I would I, – I would leave. We'll leave with this as we got to hit a timeout here again. Corey Miller coming up in uh, about eight minutes. I hope the Big Twelve doesn't add UConn. I saw that. I mean, I mean that's just ridiculous. I, I, what does that add? I mean, come on. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, you're really you're really going after TV markets, huh? I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, really, uh, yeah, that's on, a, yeah. You know, <laughs> like, come that's on. Just Nobody up there cares about the them. To see the greed, right? It's like we need some yeah. of those New England dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you uh, you know, if you want to add their basketball program, I, I, wait, no, hold on, hold on. They have a good baseball program. Let me let me be careful there. But we, we all know what the mover and shaker is. That's football, and that is just atrocious at UConn. So, uh, yeah, I just – I don't – whatever. 
uh, but the Big Twelve, be, be, the come on, be careful. Women's yeah. basketball. The next, and that, and, and, and look, that's the thing. Like if if you're if you're Florida State, like you know, you don't want to you don't want to fall into this uh, this 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 really. Uh, it would be uh, you be you become a meme. You become a meme. Like if you if you if you didn't get invited by the SEC. To you know, play alongside your your brethren that down there, Florida. But you know, you 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 jump ship over to the Big Twelve to join up with UCF, whom you have put your nose up to for years, right? <laughs> you know, and all of a sudden, y'all are on an equal playing field, at least in, from a conference standpoint. And the big announcement is th- the Big Twelve adds Florida State and Florida State and UConn join. Houston, Cincinnati, Central Florida, Florida State fans would be going, "Oh, you got to be kidding!" You know, really? They're, 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 they, they, they'd be, they'd be, their heads would fall off. That would be, they'd be the worst meme in the history of college athletics. One of the great brand names hopping right in the thick of it with the Yukon Huskies and the Houston Cougars. Go get them, boys! Get them. That's right. <laughs> Go Knowles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Y'all really climbing the ladder. You, you come over here and you, you brought Mike Norvell in, and look what he did. He got you right back into Conference USA. Congratulations. That's, yeah, that's right. We're putting the band back together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You got it. Y'all nailed it. Way to go. Uh, to Saunders' point here, and I don't actually disagree with with Gamecock Pastor. I would have to think about it a little bit more. He said, "I will maintain that we should welcome Clemson to the SEC, level the conference playing field, and see how we start matching up with them." I I, I think that you've got a point there on the field when it comes to football, of course. Well, actually, in all sports, um, but I, I think Saunders has a really good point, and he says that Clemson to the SEC won't happen purely because of the TV people. This market isn't big enough to support both teams playing in the same conference. I'm going to say this, and I know that Shadow of Mom's Basement, if he if he clips this and puts it in one of his little videos, he makes us famous, you know. No, um, I, love it. I I say this, and I and I, and I I this is this sounds derogatory. You can take it that way if you want to. I really don't mean it like that. Clemson is not a national brand, and they're I I literally was in. Wyoming in an airport and talking to somebody who had no idea where the school was. <laughs> they had no clues in South Carolina. Like so, not even the state they were in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they had no, they didn't, they're like, yeah, see, him. Where, where is that? Is that, where is that? That's in, well, it's in South Carolina. It's 100 miles up the road from Carolina. Oh, that's in South Carolina. Golly. I was like, yeah. Now, that's just one very small example. So there's how many hundreds of millions of people in this country. I understand that, but it is actually not a brand name. I'm not saying South Carolina is a brand name either. I'm just saying it's actually not a brand name. So I, I think that there is some precedent to what he's saying. Yeah, exactly, Sondra. Yeah, shadow of mom's basement. Here he comes. He's going to be tightening it up, you know. That's right. Little, little guy that goes out and plays video games and kicks a soccer ball around, goes up and. Gets a bang his slap jacks from mommy. All right, we got to go. Uh, Corey Miller is up next. The pastor of pain last night on social media said he's joining Carolina Rise. What's he going to do for him? There's not many bigger personalities out there than this guy. 
and we can't wait to get him on right here inside the Gamecocks, the show built by the Barndo Co. Welcome home. That's what the Gamecocks say, and so does the Barndo Company, where they can build your dream home starting as low as $160 per square foot. If you live in the Carolinas, Georgia, or Tennessee, their turnkey process takes just four to six months on average and can be custom designed by size and details. Make your dream a reality. Visit thebarndominiumco.com. That's thebarndominiumco.com. The Barndo Company. Gamecock. Owned and operated. Welcome to TravelingCountryClub.com, your modern golf club experience. Hey folks, this is Michael Manis, former Gamecock golfer, inviting you to play more golf with a membership to TravelingCountryClub.com. With over 40 courses across the Carolinas, our membership provides you with an affordable way to enjoy a club-like golf experience. From the mountains to the coast, we offer golf courses that will challenge all types of golfers, no matter your handicap level or level of play. Plus, we offer unique membership benefits not seen anywhere else as part of Traveling Country Club. Tee it up with Traveling Country Club, TravelingCountryClub.com, TravelingCountryClub.com, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Hey everybody, this is Mo Copper from Carolina Football. The show is painted garden and black every day by a couple of painters. Go to LetMePaintSomething.com to check them out. Go Cox. 10% off for military repeat customers or mention the show. Interior, exterior painting, fencing, cabinet staining, concrete painting, popcorn ceiling removal, and more. 803-522-6832. LetMePaintSomething.com. On this Friday, July the 28th, welcome back inside the Gamecocks, the show built by the Barndo Co., where you can build your dream home with one of the U.S.'s best builders for as low as $160 per square foot, barndominiumco.com. We, of course, are powered by electric bikes of Charleston. Hi, Michelle. If you're watching today, one of the sweetest ladies that the state has to offer. I told Gamecock pastor, the real pastor's here, the pastor of pain, Corey Miller. South Carolina Athletics Hall of Famer. His 
we can't we don't have enough time Corey. that the resume is long 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 but you're about to add something <laughs> new to it and we know you've got a show coming up here in just a little bit so we're we're very thrilled to have you good to see you i mentioned earlier at a patrick davis concert a few years ago you walked up behind me and put me in a headlock i don't know if you remember that i couldn't breathe but but i i was able to get i got out of it you let me go and uh so we're um, we're happy to have you good to see you thanks for what you're doing always and uh what's up well, man, it's uh, just a blessing uh, to be with you guys on today. Of course, uh, I've been seeing this inside the Gamecocks and, and, and watching JC and Mike and all the stuff that you guys do. I really enjoy it. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's fun, man. It's fun to talk about our Gamecocks and about college sports in general. And and um, I'm really blessed for you guys to, to allow me to come on for a few minutes and just uh, share something. Well, the the man of the hour finally showed up. He was late this morning, JC. But so you're gonna you're, you're you're linking up with him with Carolina Rise. He's doing an amazing job for student athletes at South Carolina. Him and Cam, his brother. What what are you gonna be doing, and what why did you get involved? Well, you know, I've been. This is not something that you know we just came up with, and we've been talking a long time. Actually, just I've uh, been sharing with JC. You know, my thoughts about NIL and collectives and how we feel like Gamecocks can get better, get more in the game and, and compete. And, uh, you know, and Jason and I go way back. <laughs> I mean, we go back to the box, man. We go back to our own radio show and uh, started at 10 a.m. And, uh, you know, then the guys were like, hey, man, we need to get you guys in the afternoon drive. And we did that, brought in Mike Morgan with us. Uh, so we go way back. And, and Jason and I has have had a really good relationship over the years. And, you know, he's been one of the best recruiting guys out there. I just used to lean on him a lot. I knew nothing about high school recruiting to, you know, we just kind of became great friends, stayed in contact. And when I saw that he was doing this, I was very interested. I, I have a ministry called Giants for Christ, and, and I mentor and uh, I work with athletes uh, from college to high school, middle school. Uh, it's my passion. It's what God called me to do. And I was like, shoot, man, you know, working with athletes, I can help in this area. You know, one, I can help the alumni. I can help with the kids that are on the team. I can help, however, raise money. I can help do what we need to do to see a championship hopefully come to South Carolina one day. That's both of our goals, to see uh, Carolina win an SEC championship, see Carolina win a national championship. And you got to have Jimmy and Joe's, and you got to be able to keep those Jimmy and Joe's when you get them. And yeah. so that's about building relationships and, and uh, those types of things. And J.C. has done a phenomenal job. I know his heart. Now listen, I, I just don't, you know, co-sign with people like that. Uh, I know this man's heart. I know he loves South Carolina. Uh, and that's why even with the news of that other uh, Garnet Trust yesterday and all of that, I, I know what J.C. Sherman is about. Now, I can't tell you what the other, the other side is about, but I can tell you what this man in Carolina Rides is all about, which is why I did the little high school, put the hat on yesterday because we're going to rock with this thing, man and see God do some amazing things and help some young people along the way. That's what it's all about. That was a, that was a great moment, by the way. And you know what? You, you struck a fire in me last night, Corell. let these other guys get in here and talk. I, I saw the your video, and I texted JC. I said, well, now, wait a second here, dude. You send me all these hats. You ain't sent me this one. That's the one I want. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was a little jealous of what you were pulling yeah. out of the box there, Pastor. I was like... <laughs> Yeah, the same text from John Whittle. I got the same text from Whittle. Whittle's like, where? Uh, and that hat, actually, that's our alt, alt logo, first alt logo, alternate logo hat. We, we actually, uh, 
the whole baseball team are 25 to 25 baseball players will have that hat and we uh we got yeah. a t-shirt with that logo on it too so that's awesome look for, look for some kind of photo shoot on, with that logo that, that logo is popular it's on our ten dollar t-shirt program uh this time around and man i've sold probably a hundred of those by the way, they're on the way, folks. If you ordered one, and you're waiting, I know it, it took me a month to get them, but they're $10 tees. So I think they ship over from uh, someplace. It took a little while to get them here. But uh, uh, I'm going to be sporting know. this tonight in uh, Anderson, South Carolina, up in enemy territory, up near uh, you know, Clemson Tech uh, at the Darius Rucker concert. So this right here, uh, yeah. you know, I'm leaving at 1 o'clock driving up. I've got the hat. i got my shirt. Uh, you know, i got my with my Starbucks coffee in it. I mean, so we're getting ready to we're getting ready to take this thing to a whole nother level, man. And, and so I, I'm pumped up about it. If you can't tell, but uh, but yeah, sorry, John Whittle. You know, I look a little <laughs> bit better on my my big old fat head. Hey, by the way, my fiance is in the chat box and says, "Hi, Corey. Hope to meet you soon." So there you go. You got a Hello. you got a fan in her. There she I is. Know, I can't wait now. to. Can't wait to meet Miss yeah. Nat. Well, I, I have a feeling you'll you'll meet her pretty soon, man. I Very soon. I can't wait. She'll be, the, gonna... she'll be at the tailgate before you even see it. Corey, so, you're coming well, to Charlotte. You'll be in Charlotte, right? Absolutely. I'm and, uh, trying to work some things, other things out too. That's one of the meetings about tonight. So uh, see what's going to happen with that. Hopefully, we're hoping that one the guy I'm gonna be with tonight might be the guest picker. That's that's in the works too. We'll see. Yeah. Hey, uh, see, all right. So, so uh-huh. we, we've got this thing because because. Jamie and I are huge Eric Church fans, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he's a North Carolina guy, big time. Yeah. And so we're sitting there thinking, man, are they going to go with Eric Church? Are they going to go with Ooh. Darius? Are they going to go with both? Uh, ESPN game day with the picker. Would they go with Eric Church or would they go with Darius or would they just go with both? I don't know, man. I think that that's that's a – I or think none. you got to go both. I mean, because you know, like yeah. you, add it up. Both of them are good at talking smack. I'm, I mean, that would be awesome. Hey, Corey, if if they do that, I'll send you this photo. I saw Darius on the golf course this week, too. I should have just given it to him because if they do that, mm-hmm. I'm going to send you this photo and you give this to Darius and blackmail Ooh. the chief. Blackmail. Wow. You see that? Holding up <laughs> the Carolina jersey. I love that. So Darius yeah, you can send that to me. National TV blackmail yeah, we, if they put him up. We need to we need to blackmail him for that. That that's that's crazy. Is, is that Savelle Newton or is that Eric Kimry or who's who's representing the thirteen? It looks like Savelle back. Let's go with, maybe. Well, that was in like probably twenty ten. Oh, I don't remember State who thirteen. Fair. Who was thirteen back then? I know Shaw Smith was thirteen for a while later. Oh, that's a good one. What, why don't, don't we just know. go with both Savelle and? Well, that, Savelle, that, that shy camera, that, whoever that, you know, that jersey's more there. older, yeah. All of them had moments, even though Eric had one, but they had moments. It was a big one, it was a big one. So, that was a uh, big moment, yeah, it was, it was a big moment. <laughs> that was a big so, moment. So, so, so Corey, <laughs> on, on, top, on top of the Carolina Rise stuff and mm-hmm. your ministry, uh, I wanted to did want to mention this. I, I, I've been going on Tide 100.9 with Wimp and Barry Sanderson since 2016, religiously, almost every Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. And you and your son, Christian, uh, are now part of that programming over there in Tuscaloosa. I think it's awesome. Tell us about the Miller's Edge. Well, it's cool, right? Christian was on this show called Big Noon Sports on the Tide 100.9 with uh, Lars Anderson and Matt Coulter. Um, I think Lars was a sports illustrator, 
Sports Illustrated writer for years, and Matt's been around Alabama Hall of Fame media dude. And I used to go on every week. They brought me in for a special segment, you know, brought dad in, and, and they people were liking it. And so uh, when uh, one of the young dudes that had the hour show decided to go to Bama online on one of the websites, uh, they were like, would well, y'all want this hour? And um, you know me, I'm like, yeah, I got nothing to do. I'm just sitting around the house. And, and, and so we jumped in there, man, and it's, it just blossomed. And Christian has become a rock star in this business. And um, he, he's, he's really good. Um, he's different than me. He's straight lace guy, you know, serious, speaks very well. Dad's a hothead and opinionated. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, a, I'm that old school linebacker, Jesse, you know, I'm a bulldog in there. <laughs> and uh, it, it comes across really good, and uh, we we're thinking we're gonna get another an hour for what uh, the folks good. there are saying. Uh, they're gonna awesome. maybe increase this because a lot of people have been writing in and emailing about the show and want more of the Miller's Edge. But we came up with, of course, Edge Rusher, uh, outside linebacker, and um, we both did that. So that's what we came up with the Miller's Edge. But it's fun. It's, it's great to see your son blossom. It's funny though, guys, because I when Jason, you you know, the recruitment of Christian. He had to talk. He wouldn't talk to nobody. I would have to the chokehold that I put you in. I had him in that same chokehold, bro. I had him up in there. You have to talk to people. You, I don't want to talk to these recruit people. I would have to fight him. And now I look at him like this. Uh-huh. It's amazing. You see, when you're hard-headed, when you don't honor your mother and father, see what the Bible talks about this. You see, now he's doing the exact same thing. He's doing the exact same thing. In the media, and he's he's loving it. And so, JC, we're having a great time, and I get to spend time with him every single day, uh, just talking to him. And, and as a father, and his son, and my other sons as well, it's just been great, man. I've been so so blessed uh, to be able to have this opportunity. Do, do you think he'll stay? Christian will will want to stay in this industry, or does he? What do you think? Yeah, I, I think he's going to be a guy that. That uh, SEC Network, people like that's going to start looking at me because I'm telling you, he's so polished and um, he knows that's the game. Awesome. Um, you know, he's not that guy that's going to step way out there and say stuff, but he'll give you uh, straight-laced opinions and good-looking kid. I mean, he looks the part. Of, uh, he's at Alabama. He's close to the program. Uh, you know, so all that probably would help him if he wants to. I know they want him to move in the booth with Eli Gold. They're having a meeting. They want him to be the color analyst uh, beside Eli Gold. And I told him, I said, hey, man, that's that's gold. <laughs> no pun intended. That's that gold. They would work with a Hall of Fame dude like that. And, and he and Eli have conversations. He, he gives them constructive criticism. And But right now, he's the sideline guy. Uh, they would love for him to come up in the booth. Uh, he just had to you know, say that's what he wants to do. But, you know, I think he loves it. And, and uh, hopefully, he'll continue to pursue it. Corey, I know we got to get you out here in a few minutes because you got to get to work, but there's no uh, way we can let you go at least, at least without letting you dip your toes into the waters of Gamecock football. They open up camp next Friday, one week from today. What are you hearing? What are you seeing? And what are you thinking? You know, uh, we had Shane on uh, two days ago. No, JC, you and Mike had him on as well. And, um, you know, I don't know. I'm just in that position. I look at running back. Um, and I see, you know, who's going to be that guy, you know, can uh, to carry on be the, 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 the horse that I think he can be, because I think he's that new age running back that can do everything. You know, if you run it, he can yeah. you swing, pass it to him. He can do different things out at that position. I think that's going to be good. 
And we know Juice Wells is a stud. You know, having a starting quarterback with experience is a big deal. Uh, some some veteran out the offensive line. So I think offensively, just with Dow Loggins uh, calling plays, the guys knowing what to do. They didn't do, for like seven weeks. They had no clue what they were doing. So I think that's got to help. Um, defensively, I, I think, you know, they'll be solid. Uh, still looking for some, you know, edge rushing guys to step up. You know, who's going to be some of those guys that kind of step up uh, and fill that void? And, and inside linebacker to me is a little bit of a question mark. But I like what they're doing. And I see the development. I see what the coaches are doing. I, I feel good about that. Schedule is really difficult. Uh, the, the, the four uh, SEC road games are tough. Um, but, again, as I said to Shane, if someone would have said you'd beat Tennessee and Clemson two top five teams last year, people would have laughed at us, right? But they did that. Um, so I, I'm looking at a, you know, seven to nine type win season. And I think that could go either way. Um, so uh, we'll see. Um, that's why, you know, we got to rise up. We got to rise up, baby. We got to get this thing rolling because we need some more Jimmys and Joes that have come to South Carolina and say, I want to be a game cop. And uh, uh, you got to build depth and keep them here. But that's the problem. Alabama having the same problem right now. The depth is, because guys, boom, they both, right? So, yeah. um, I, you know, I'm a game cop, man. I'm going to stay crazy optimistic always. Um, I love Shane Beam. I do. I, I love him as a coach. I love. Uh, this assistant coach, I've built some relationships there. Um, Demo, JC and I go way back with Demo back on the box when he come on Faith Friday and hype it up. You know, <laughs> you know, you gotta go. You know, they just oh, yeah. 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 that JC. Woo! Well, we be fired up, man. Derek, um, get after it, man. He get after it. So, listen, I, I think you know it could be. It's there's some swing games, you know. So I think seven to nine. That's what I'm looking at. And I think that's a good season for them. And they got to got to keep building, but we got to we we got to attack the day. JC, man, I was thinking this. I don't know if you heard my thing this morning, but I was up this morning before I went in the gym, and I did a sermon, and I said, "Here's your Carolina Rise word of the day." And I talked about when when the enemy comes to attack, you got to be rooted in the word and be sound and confident in the word and be able to speak. You know, for the Bible said, "When we speak, it's like life, or you can speak death." Right, that means positivity or negative. I was talking about the. I came up with this my new Carolina Rise word of the day. You got to rise up, and Gamecocks got to rise up. You know, it ain't about what people say on the outside of the locker room. Believe and speak the good things of who you know you are on the inside, and then that will translate on the outside on the football field. So we're going to Carolina Rise up, and we're going to do some good things, baby. God is good, man. I'm I'm pumped up, JC. Thank you. Uh, for giving me this opportunity. I'm looking forward to spending time with some of them kids, man, and speaking life into them. Listen, every day, brother, attack it. And you win. You win one day at a time. That's what you got to do. I do it today in life, one day at a time. In my marriage, one day at a time. In my finances, one day at a time. It's like you attack it. And if you use that mindset, you're going to win. And that's why Carolina Rise, it don't matter. What happens on the other side, it just matters what we do on, on this side because we can't worry about looking around over here to the right and left. We worry about what we're doing right here. And God's going to show up and show up. I promise you that. I know that for a fact, and, and I'm looking forward to see what God's going to do through Carolina Rise. And, and hopefully y'all let me come on here and preach some more, man. I'll tell you, it ain't just Starbucks, bro. I, that spirit man rises up. Baby. God's been too good to me not to shout him out. 
I, I mean, if it, 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 I'll leave it to JC and Phil as to what they want to do, but we can pencil you in every day for 1130 if you want to do that. You know, <laughs> hey, I'm all in, baby. Come uh, on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I want to encourage people, man. <laughs> you know? Yep. And I'll say this before I get out of here. A lot of people don't know, but if you go back and watch the deal when I got went in the Hall of Fame and I share my story, a lot of people didn't know I was suicidal. A lot of people didn't know I had a gun in my hand and the devil was telling me to take my life. See, mm-hmm. and I know it was God through my grandmother that saved me. And uh, uh, and so that's why I look at life differently today, because he's been too good for me to hold back his praise. You know, he kept me when he could have took me. Um, yeah. You know, I, I was a horrible husband and I lost my family early on. But God still kept me with a great relationship with my children and blessed them and gave them a great future. You know, and my ex-wife forgave me. Listen, man, I'm living on such mercy and grace, brother. I got to give it. I can't hold it back. And so. Uh, what JC and Carolina Rise is doing, that's why I know, like, God, this is the right time. Um, and I know what JC's doing, and I appreciate my brother, and I got his back. And we're going to continue to do because there ain't no competition, you know, no competition. We just want to win for the kingdom. That's it. And then do the right thing, helping these young men and women uh, enjoy college here at the University of South Carolina. And JC has done a magnificent job of doing that, and he's going to do even more. But I told him last night, the best is yet to come, brother. The best is yet to come. I think you hit the nail on the head there. It's about the athletes with NIL at South Carolina. It's not about yeah. anybody else. JC is nope. – we've talked about this a thousand times off the air, haven't we, JC? It's about the athletes. Yeah, it ain't about, about athletes, it ain't about anybody else. It's about – We don't, we don't want the glory. We don't want the glory. A lot of other people want that power. See, they get into the power thing and, and look at me. You know, we know we want to look at them and see God do great things with these athletes on and off. Yeah, and there's not a championship, this. not a championship program in the country that doesn't take care of their players. And I, I just keep thinking that over and over in my head. And, you know, I, I think Carolina's done a good job the last 20 years building facilities and making it really a first class operation. And, uh, but, you know, now in the NIL world, you know, it's time to step up again and, and make sure you oh. take, take care of your players, bless them in a lot of ways is, is, uh, is kind of what I think. So, and they'll come great. back they'll come back, man. And that's when you do that. They won't forget go. that, right? And so we won't be worried about well, so and so don't come back and just listen. They just want to feel love. I know that from a lot of the alumni that I talk with. They want yep. to feel love and respected based on what they did, and, uh, and 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 sold out here. And I'm gonna work on that too as well because building back relationships and, and that's an important thing, man. Because South Carolina has an opportunity, and, and hopefully they'll they'll see this opportunity. And uh, JC has has put together something that we can definitely reach out and make a difference. And that, that's what I'm glad to be a part of. And, and it, it will be a difference. No doubt. You're welcome. Anytime. You know that it's an open yes, invitation. You don't have to hear from it, JC or anybody else around here to get you scheduled. <laughs> if you if you got something to say, you, you let us know and we'll make sure you get on. We'll be doing it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm on it. And um, again, we got a Carolina rise up, baby. <laughs> y'all, y'all will see this tonight. I promise you're going to see this right there. And we're going to be singing, rock me mama like a wagon wheel. Rock me mama any way you feel. Hey, mama rock me. <laughs> Thank y'all, man. Thank Thanks, you, Tori. Have Thank a wonderful you, weekend, man. bless y'all, man. Thank there y'all, you, man. Bless you, man. The, Thank you. The, the pastor of pain, Corey. He's, only, he's the second Miller. person on the show to sing after me. He's, he's a, a little better than me. He's the second person that's actually sung on the show. 
Oh uh, yeah, he's got a better I mean, voice. Than that. He's he's much better than I am at singing. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say that we got to hit a got to hit a timeout here. Let's 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 say this. Whenever Derek Moore retires from football, just put those two on a show. And <laughs> oh my goodness, no 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 commercial breaks, nothing. Look, we we had that. In, in Columbia yeah. in 08, when, when Corey and I did the show, we had Faith Fridays, right? And Derek would come on with Corey. I just sat there and listened. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. Buttons. Yeah. I was like, ah, I have nothing to add, folks. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, just, yeah, I, that's what, exactly. All right. Quick timeout. We are painted garnet and black by a couple of painters. Lemmepaintsomething.com. Best damn painters in the state of South Carolina. We'll be right back. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. Magnum, Velotric, Aventon Bikes, and more. And they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle help you handle the southern heat better but still get great exercise. Bikes are available all ages and sizes. ElectricBikesCharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. up here in that you know <laughs> something dead inside of you <laughs> welcome back everybody inside yeah. the gamecocks the show first time go yeah i'm no, going go ahead, to go ahead. i'm gonna deflate a golf ball today now <laughs> oh, you should i mean if you don't hit one 500 yards yeah. you know, i don't know what yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was it was remember the big jacked up uh wrestler in uh the longest yard uh, who threw the Gatorade thing? Who drank all the damn Gatorade? <laughs> uh, sorry, what were you saying? Uh, that's all right. Done. No, I was just saying first hour of the show. 
brought to you by Cindy Sear Fossil, the Coldwell Banker Kane Realty Team. Always happy to partner with Cindy. Give her a call, 864-414-5271. That's how to get in touch with her for all your upstate residential real estate needs. Um, we will, we've only got a few minutes in this segment and then we gotta, we gotta run back to, um, one run back to a timeout. But when we lead off, uh, our number two, JC, the cookout of course is tonight. And, um, there's a larger number of, uh, Gamecocks attending this thing than I think maybe people might thought. I know, what was it just a week or two ago that everybody was putting out memes, like nobody's going to be there, but that just goes to show you that people know literally nothing. Um, and, uh, and, uh, so they've, I think Hale has the whole list up online now, and that includes some commitments and it is a, it's a, it's a good list. So we'll let you kind of expand on that a little bit and, um, see, uh, see what comes of it. They had a, they had a big visitor yesterday too. Maybe you can update us on Jonte Gilbert. Yeah. Gilbert. Oh yeah. Jonte Gilbert's a player that has kind of been, um, Looking, uh, looking at Carolina. He's committed to Ohio State. He's out of Atlanta. Uh, he's twenty twenty five. So there's a lot of time to go. Top fifty player. Uh, like South Carolina a lot. I, I would probably put him on like early, early, way too early flip watch. <laughs> uh, kind of like Mazio Bennett last year, and then Mazio, of course, ultimately did flip once Marcus Satterfield left the program. Um, I don't know if it's as simple as that with Jonte Gilbert, but. I do think the Gamecocks continue to give him a ton to think about. Uh, people will ask, well, why hadn't he decommitted from Ohio State? And this is speculation on my part because this is what usually happens. It's probably told, hey, if you decommit, you don't have a spot here, you know, um, and and that's that happens, you know, because if you're Ohio State, you're not going to sit there and re-recruit somebody. You don't have to, you know. And no. so – uh, and I and I think Ohio State's still a reasonable a reasonably big factor for him. I mean, I, I still think that's an option. I don't think it's a lock for Carolina by any means. But they keep working him. It was good to get him back because he hadn't been there in a while. Um, mm-hmm. He's a big lean, lean. He's the Torian Gray prototype corner, tall, lean, long armed. You know, people want to know why Darius Rush uh, developed because Darius is tall, lean, long armed, and can run. You know, I mean, then that's that's what that's what Coach Gray looks for, and he yeah, and it's, it served him well. Virginia Tech, Florida, here, you know, I mean, it. it uh, that's why when you know, like, it doesn't surprise me that Judge Collier is like battling for a spot in the two D, you know, because you know, Torian Gray's just good at what he does, and and, and all that. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can flip Gilbert. Uh, he would be obviously a big prize. Uh, a lot. How, how, how do you feel about uh, that? Flipping uh, Gilbert? Yeah. I'm not saying you have to say, oh, I feel great. I, I don't know that that no, would be I, the answer, but is it a reality? Yes. I mean, I think it's been a reality for a while. You know, and so, sometimes you, you'll get in a situation with a recruit that young where he jumps the gun and commits, and then he starts looking at other options, like, seriously. And and I think the Gamecocks are the, the serious contender he's been looking at. Uh, he's visited some other schools, too, but you know, what happens is, is is sometimes in that situation, if a young man's hitting up your campus left and right, and, and then all of a sudden he doesn't come for a while, you know, you, you get the impression things have cooled off. But keep in mind, everybody's been on vacation. I mean, they're just now reconvening. Uh, it, it has been a while, but uh, I think the, that um, 
you know, getting him back shows that there's that continued interest and the relationships continue to be built. And certainly he had a lot of good things to say about his visit. So uh, I think it's big and I'm sure he's going to be back for many games this fall. You know, you say follow the visits and recruiting, follow those visits. If Gilbert starts showing up at every home game, uh, you'll know things are going pretty doggone well. That's uh, absolutely right. Uh, we need to hit a timeout here and to wrap up our number one. Uh, I've got a quick nugget on the cookout as well uh, when we get back. Not a nugget, but more of an observation to pass along. And then what's the swing game for South Carolina, boys? Is it game one? Could it be? Very well could be. We'll talk about that and more. We are live always from the Sinorama Studios, the preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics. We'll be right back. Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope's State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Nana's Porch, nanasporch.com. At Nana's Porch, they cater weddings, parties, and all kinds of special events. Their meals are served buffet style. In seconds, they're encouraged. Plus, they can bring their mobile food unit to bring on site and serve your guests as a unique alternative for your catering needs. Inquire about rentals as well. Nana'sPorch.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You're not, you're not anybody if they're not trolling you on the internet. Some, I mean, like, honestly, like, some, some people just really are losers. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know that I know that comes off strong. I know some of you have gotten upset with me for calling people losers from time to time, but they are. Like, it just is what it is. I'm sorry. You know, I, and I have enough nuts if that loser walked up to my face to say it to him. You know, but these people that they, they get into your little chat boxes because they can hide behind the screen and they they'll never say that to your face. They're just losers. It is what it is. Um, real quick here, I wanna I wanna give you a a little compare and contrast here. And and JC, I know we've talked about this before. I'll finish this and let you kind of fill in the gaps and then we can move on from there. I, I my understanding what for months has been that they're they're shifting this cookout to more of a futuristic future model. 
for future classes. They're trying to get at, I mean, not that they're not, of course, going to welcome guys from their current class or, or, or that they're recruiting or anything like that. But it really is designed for a little bit down the road. Um, this year, there are 34 names, 34, that are coming to the cookout from current commitments, 24 classes, 25, uh, uh, 24 class, 25 class, and names from the 26 class. Last year, gentlemen and ladies and gentlemen, there were 17 prospects at the cookout in July. They have doubled that, 17 to 34, just 17 last year. Now, of those 17 that were that were um, that were here last year, seven were 2023 classers, and they landed six of them: Nick Harbor, Elijah Davis, Jatavia Shivers, C.J. Adams. Judge Collier and Trevon Ba, Elijah Felipe, the JUCO offensive tackle from Lackawanna Community College, the only one that did not jump in the class. And of the 24 class that were there last year, uh, those who committed are named Mazio, Mazio Bennett, Dante uh, Reno, uh, Josiah Thompson, Wendell Gregory, and uh, and uh, that's it to this point. So. Um, and, and, and but they're in it, of course, with with Amari Adams in the twenty five class. Maybe Denaz White. Who knows? The rest of those guys have kind of gone on to. It's just, I'm just kind of giving you the, the the information from what it was last year. My my real point is this: it's doubled. So hats off to them for making this an, a good event. The twenty four classers that are uncommitted that will be there tonight are Dylan Stewart, Jalewis Solomon. And a new one added by um, Hale McGranahan to the list out of Florida, defensive lineman named Keon Webb. If if it rings true with the success they had in last year's current class to this year's current class, that could be a really good sign for the future of Gamecock football. Are there current players well, attending this as well? Yeah, current commitments. Uh, yeah. Current commitments, yeah. So Just commitments, okay. I, I didn't know if there were any like so. – Guys on the yeah, team I think, now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so Keon Webb is is a guy that uh, I think that's a little bit of Travian Robert Travian Robertson finding people, <laughs> yeah. uh, scouring, um, and we'll see what happens with him. I, I need to do some research on him, but uh, Riverview, Florida, Sumner. That's I've never even heard of that school. So you know, sometimes if you go scour the earth in Florida, you'll find a ball player. I mean, so that's probably what this is. Um, and honestly, guys, I, in recruiting, I know people get caught up in star ratings. When you get to this point in the cycle, and it, you know, with everybody signing in December these days, you know, we're, you know, we're four months away from signing day. Uh, I think it's almost better to for staffs to go find like an unknown off the radar with no offers <laughs> and no star rating. Than to, than to go on like a, a three-star guy that's maybe committed somewhere else that's uh, sort of more known. I've, I've found that the unknown guys you can cover end up being pretty good players. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's uh, that, that's just kind of a little recruiting you mean, tidbit there. You mean like, you mean like Nick Eamon Worry or no? <laughs> yeah, D.Q. Smith. I mean, Nick, Nick had Carolina, Virginia Tech, and that was it. D.Q., was almost going to go to Georgia Southern as a quarterback, and then uh, they flipped him late. Eric Kimry actually stayed with DQ and was completely honest with him the whole time, and then they had room. And He was almost a Coach Simpson kind of like 
uh, blue shirt guy, and they ended up having room to bring him in. And boy, he had a pretty good freshman year, right? Yeah. So, uh, all right. yeah, sometimes, sometimes the guys that are like, what I'm saying is completely off the radar are better than maybe a guy that's uh, on the radar, but with like 12 conference USA and Sunbelt offers, you know, yeah. that kind of guy. You, you can find guys in both, but if you're going to go that direction, a lot of times this is better to wait on the portal and see the cream rise to the top in those lower levels. And Carolina's been good with that too. I think this 2025 group, I mean, I want to, I, I don't want to say stunning, but I looked at it and I was like, man, <laughs> you got Elijah Griffin, who's number two player in the country coming in. Uh, for 2025, I know the staff really likes Ladanian Martin out of Greer, an in-state running back for next cycle. He's coming in. Uh, you know, keep an eye on safety Demarcus Leach from a great football town, Abbeville, South Carolina, home of the. Panthers, oh yeah, Panthers. home of Trey Jones hey, right there in Greenwood County. Can so, I let me? I'm going to frustrate. I know I'm going to upset a lot of people here, but is Abbeville Football City USA in the state of South Carolina, or is it still Rock Hill? <sighs> Because it can't be anything else but those two. No way. Don't, don't even that. start, Mr. Spartanburg. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> nah, Spartan, Spart- Spartanburg schools across the board are not – they're not like the Rock Hill schools where everybody in, has been good from time – really actually great from time to time. I mean, you don't see Broom – and Broom, that may change with Broom because they got a player coming up. But you don't see Boiling Springs winning state champion, Landrum and – schools yeah. like that but yeah I, abbeville is a great football town at football city you know i, I don't know football uh, town I'll, south I, carolina yeah, some people may uh yeah some people some a lot God's of country there's a, there's a lot of good little towns across the state but abbeville is very I charming and certainly uh, they love, they the love their panthers so much. I, I literally do i love the state of south carolina i love to go to all these small towns and see these fine folks you know it's, it, i just Absolutely adore it. It, it. it, but it's, but it, but it's apples to oranges because it, it, Rock Hill has gotten so big, and there's, and you know, there's so many schools mm. up there now. There is only one school in Abbeville that you support. That's it. You know, it ain't a town divided. You know, you either pull for Abbeville or you don't. You don't exist. Like you're, you're not even there anymore. You've taken your last breath. It's over. So and, and they love it when they get. They don't play. I don't think they play Greenwood. Often, but because I think there's still a difference in the size of the another, schools. Another great football uh, town. Yeah, but when they get a shot at, to play Greenwood, you know they're 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 pretty fired up about it, you know, because they're right there. But love Abbeville and this kid. This the safety for, is is a pretty good player. I mean, he's got uh, he's got a lot going for him. Um, Demarcus Leach, uh, and probably I know I know it, talking to a friend of mine that, that's kind of close to the Clemson program. He brought this kid up from his end. So uh, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him be one of the top prospects in the state next year. Charlandon strange is a big DN with a bunch of offers rated four stars by 24 seven sports from Wincote, Pennsylvania. Uh, Pete limbo doing work there. Sterling Lucas doing work there, getting him way down for the, for the cookout. I'm trying to figure out where Wincote is. It looks like it's on the river near New Jersey, just North of Philadelphia. Uh, and certainly the Gamecocks have done well there. Keenan Nelson Jr. is a Philly kid that they got out of there. Um, JC, tell, tell, tell me about so, Thomas Blackshear, the wide receiver out of Savannah. Um, Savannah is a place that, uh, you know, South Carolina, you know, getting getting Bucci, they're in on Elijah Griffin from Savannah Christian or, or Calvary Day or whatever. I think it's Calvary Day or Christian. Oh, sorry, Blackshear's from Calvary Day. 
Uh, this is a guy that is another example of early ratings and why maybe you should wait because he's got Alabama, Auburn, South Carolina, a bunch of offers. Uh, kind of a, a rising guy. Georgia's offered, or Tennessee's offered, Virginia, Virginia Tech, uh, Vanderbilt, but uh, Kentucky. But he, he uh, he's a stud. I, I like him. I think, uh, you know, and, and talking to my contact this morning, it, it's a little bit of a situation where they'd probably have liked to have had a little more running backs, a little more receivers at the cookout if there was a complaint at all about the list. Okay. Uh, but it's more of a – it was more of a preference than, than complaint. But Blackshear is certainly uh, a big target and a guy that, uh, you know, they're excited about. So, we'll see. Bryce Davis, the DSE, two North Carolina kids to keep an eye on since we're – since Jonathan Paylor's probably going to NC State, and I'll tell you that right now. That's how things stand right now. Uh, got to keep plugging away in North Carolina. So you got two of their best ones from 2025 in Bryce Davis. Defensive end from Greensboro. Uh, he's got the whole world after him. It is a borderline five-star. And then, uh, of course, uh, the other guy is Tayshawn Austin from Henderson, North Carolina, Vance County, 64205, unrated. But man, look at look at what Clayton White likes at linebacker. Taller guys, leaner guys, long arm guys. This guy's six four two oh five right now. Uh so that's one to keep an eye on as well. As the huh. Gamecocks still continue to search for that uh, elusive uh North Carolinian to be on the uh commit list. I bet uh Corey Miller would have enjoyed Clayton White recruiting when his son was coming up because he would have fit the fit the brand perfectly. Speaking of brand, there's a safety in town tonight from Irmo named AJ Brand. We've seen a safety from Irmo work out at Carolina before. You know, I don't know, rewind it 365 days. So uh, that guy will instantly get that comparison to Nick even worry. May God help him through all of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, the guy, the Gaffney people have chimed in on uh, football. Good for them. City. That's Gaffney's why, a great that's town. Yeah, that's absolutely. Because I, I started thinking about my boys up up at I eighty five there. You know, yeah. Shout out, chicken fan, Jason, yeah. my boy out there. Gaffney, big, uh, yeah, they big got a lot fan of, of Gaffney. And I scored my only touchdown yeah. of my football career at the reservation in, in Gaffney, so uh, it has a special place in my heart as well. But yeah, AJ Brand is a quarterback uh, at Irmo, and uh, but they like him at safety. And where, where have you heard that before too? Local uh-huh. Columbia kid, quarterback. <laughs> Want to play with safety, you know? I mean, yeah, I, think I don't he's still know. There playing uh, safety, isn't he? Yeah, and, and I think, and look, you know, mm-hmm. you need to, all the South Carolinians that this staff thinks is worthy for an offer to beat Carolina. You, you want to get them on, you know. I think that's maybe when people struggle with you know losing this out of state guy or that out of state guy, you still are by and large dominating the state uh, and getting just about everybody you want from within South Carolina. And we've seen before in a lot of sports, uh, especially football and, you know, men's basketball too, but especially football, they, you know, when you start doing that year after year after year, uh, you end up being pretty good, you know, because there's really good football in our state. It's, it's underrated. I think honest to God, you know, back when I was at rivals in, in 07, 06, whenever, and ESPN was just starting up and, all the, all the ESPN guys are in Charlotte. So there was a lot of eyeballs on the prospects in South Carolina. Ryan Barto was at Tiger Illustrated and all this good stuff. So um, I, I think that's part of, of why it's underrated now. I think, uh, you know, a lot of attention has been paid more to branding now uh, when it comes to 
evaluating recruits and, you know, there's just not anybody on the ground in the state, you know, to yeah. kind of find some of these guys and rate them. Now, you know, you got a Kelvin Hunter that got what, got what was coming to him as a four-star guy. But, you know, the point of all that is don't worry about how they're rated in state. Just let them, if, if they want to take them, take them because chances are those guys are uh, pretty stellar. So, um, you know, that's the well, deal there. And, and, and Bruin Nation, you're right about uh, Florence. It's starting Florence, to kind of get yeah. a little hotbed, right? But uh, – and yeah. also, uh, Bruin, point. I know you asked for like a, a Carolina Rise decal or something. Just email me, LLC at gmail.com. Because I don't I, – if I put Bruin Nation Gamecock Barbecue on the envelope, it's not going to be <laughs> it's gonna end up at like uh, I don't know. Sweating. You tag that on with a Florence at the end of it, it may find its right home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know that Quantrell. guy. He lives down on the yeah. corner of Smith on. and yeah. uh, Maple Quant- Street. Yeah. Quantrell asked if Caroline's ever got a player out of Oconee County. I'm trying to think. Mm-hmm. So Pendleton's not in Oconee County. It's right there. Yeah. It's in Anders the Anderson part of Clemson. Um you gotta think I maybe, you like, know, so, so, Walhalla, Seneca, somewhere they, in there. Anybody out of Walhalla or Seneca? I, I'm pretty sure they've gotten guys out of Seneca before, uh, and maybe Walhalla as well. But some of you old time Gamecocks could probably figure that out. Um, but no, I mean, look, South Carolina's gotten well, a lot of players out of Anderson, Greenville, Pickens. I mean, Clemson's gotten a lot of players out of Richland and Lexington. I mean, it's uh, it, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, Coney County. Um. Yeah, because it's tricky because Daniel is not in – Daniel's like the Clemson High School. It's not in Oconee, but Seneca is. Yeah. So it, the line for – it's like Pickens-Anderson-Oconee all kind of oh, come together right there. Yep. On, uh, yeah. I, Death, around Memorial Stadium. I mean, I'm sure that they had somebody play there before from there before. I mean, there was a time when recruiting wasn't covered like this. You just showed up on Saturday in September, and there was a bunch of guys on the field. You know, like I think there was a. I think it seems like in like in the mid '80s, there was a really good player from Walhalla. I, I, I maybe I'm wrong. I, I, I wouldn't doubt that. So I know a guy from that played baseball from Walhalla um, that played at the College of Charleston, but it's been a long time. Brian Batson. Uh, well, Hall is the last. That's that's the your last hope before you go into Georgia. Before you're well, especially if you're taking like uh, what is it, twenty eight up into the mountains. You know what I'm talking about? They, oh, yeah. they catch yeah. you up, like yeah. you go up through like mountain. Re- you get through Walhalla, if you, you know it, it's <laughs> you're you're on your own, pal. You know, hope you got gas. Sign, yeah, yeah, they ought to have signs. Yeah, next gas station. Yeah, yeah. Next, <laughs> next, yeah, human, next human being, two states. You know, <laughs> next human <Yeah>. being. <laughs> oh man! All right. Hmm. Uh, it is uh twelve eighteen. Reminder, uh, Monday morning, 11 a.m., major news coming from Inside the Gamecocks, the show. We would like you to join us for that. Tell your mama and them. Uh, we'll be here at 11 a.m. on Monday. Cannot wait to kick off the really the first week of covering football on the field of the fall because Gamecock uh, football practice begins next Friday. A very kind gentleman, gentleman by the name of Steve Fink. Uh, sent us the preseason schedule yesterday, as, as a matter of fact. And uh, players will officially report on Thursday for media day. And then on Friday, they will practice at 9.20 a.m. The media will be open uh, to the first 
seven periods of practice. They will scrimmage, guys, uh, which I kind of predict. I figured to be these two days. Saturday, August the 12th, and Saturday, August the 19th. Those will be the two scrimmages. Um, but there will be no media availability following both of those scrimmages until Tuesday. No, no Sunday, no Monday. Uh, there will... Will be some there'll be some post practice stuff um, with with Coach Beamer on uh, Saturday August twelfth, but there will not be any after August the nineteenth. Love what he's doing here, by the way. They practice or they they will uh, scrimmage Saturday August twelfth at three fifteen in the afternoon at Williams Price Stadium. So they're going to try to heat them up, and then the following week they'll 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 scrimmage at night to get ready for Charlotte. So. Um, that That's second scrimmage, normally he pulls the media uh, uh, stuff for a couple of days. I, I don't know why. Maybe it's a like a – maybe I, I think what they do is at that point after second scrimmage, they they kind of start getting ready for UNC. And so and a lot of people don't understand that this, was, this is what happens. Uh, the, right. the scout team guys go work with the scout team. And, and so they end up coaching half the team. Less guys when they when they so there's a process they have to go through. It's like it's like tryouts, right? I had to try one of the most excruciating things in my life was trying out for the basket the middle school basketball team when I was in seventh grade. <laughs> I was, so when I made it, man, because like when I made it, like the, the coach just came out there, didn't post a list or anything, so to save us the anxiety, I heard my name. I was like, yeah, and then there were dudes crying. <laughs> I'm like, tighten up, church leaguer. <laughs> then, then, then I ended up going back to the church league in 10th grade. I averaged 23.8 points per game in the church league. And that number's uh, steadily dipped as I finished out high school. And now Whoa. I can't even dribble. You didn't, oh, I you was didn't even leave out the, the, you, yeah, no, you, you got the point eight in there. <laughs> Yeah, just, I, yeah, I was like, that's very specific. I just, like that. Yeah. I scored just, 36 Just round up to 24, points. man. Just, yeah, I scored 36 points in a church league game in 10th grade. Of course, we were playing a just, team that was co-ed. It was co-ed. Oh, I mean, and they're all in wheelchairs. Now I see what's happening here. Yeah. Nah, I, yeah, y'all don't know. Y'all don't know the Sherb, the, 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 the Sherbert Sherbert, no, I can Sherbert's confirm, club. though, after Sherbert's recently club. spending some time with one of our oldest friends, that JC used to be quite the athlete. Quite the athlete. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And, 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 our, and our friend's a great athlete, too. He's still, he, but he likes all the other no, like yeah. soccer. And he, he, my friend played soccer. He wrestled. He played tennis. He played basketball. He, he, later in life, he was a triathlete. Yeah, I'm with Quantrell. Just round it up to 25 and call it a day, man. Just, just 25. That's right. <laughs> just, yeah, I'll tell you what. You know, now that we've gotten there, the fish just gets round bigger it up. every time you tell the story, doesn't it? Yeah, this, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna tell the story next year. And JC averaged 31.6. Yeah, it'll get progressively against. larger. But no, uh, the point is, the, the, and these I hang, kids. I hung 40 on them one time. The kids, the kids go through trials, and, and people don't understand that about baseball either. Like you know, you got fall yeah. practice in baseball, and then there's they have to cut. They cut people in baseball. Uh, uh, yeah. In addition to not having enough scholarships, they just they just have to cut. 
because you're not allowed to have but so many guys on the team. So, uh, but yeah, and, and look, and, and then during the season, if there's a young guy that's on, uh, you know, like scout team, and but then you know the somebody gets hurt or something, they'll go practice with that. But you know, that's what people didn't realize about Jake Bentley when he started against UMass, uh, his first start. You know, he had only had three practices with the quote unquote varsity uh, because it was there was an open week, and then he got the job. You know, during the open week, they practice everybody, you know, like they do in, in fall camp. And so he got reps there, but, you know, he really had three practices with the first team. And, you know, the two weeks later, he goes out and beats Tennessee. So, you know, you guys know that I'm a big Jake fan and, and all that. And, and congrats yeah. to Bobby, by the way, Bobby Bentley. Very cool. Being yeah, I saw that. An analyst at UCF under Gus Malzahn. Great. Uh, his, his friend. And uh, I think – you know, talking to him the other day, and I don't think the game has heard the last of Bobby Bentley. I think he's got more uh, in him, and I'm so happy for him and grateful for, you know, just the whole time in my life I've known him. Um, but uh, anyway, so that, that yeah, people don't realize that, that that's how practices work. They kind of – I think people just think everybody takes reps every day, and that's just not what happened, not what's happened. So I think that's why there's no media after that because I think they're all huddling, figuring out, hey, who are we going to actually coach? and who's scout team and all that good stuff. <laughs> all right. So what do we do with the Rattler kid? Uh, you know, I think he's made the cut coach. We'll, we'll see if he can get it done under the lights tomorrow night. All right, before we hit a uh, timeout here, I've got a dip at uh, 1230 today, but again, have no fear. I'll be here on Monday morning at, at 11 o'clock. Again, major news coming from our program and more. You won't want to miss that. I will throw this in there, and then y'all can um, y'all can uh, fuss it and discuss it and turn it over from there. I think South Carolina's swing game uh, this year is at Missouri, and here is my reasoning: I think that they will beat North Carolina. I think that they will beat Mississippi State, and I think that they will beat Florida. But I don't know if they'll beat Missouri. But if they do, they have a chance to do some really special stuff because you're talking about if if what I just said comes true, you're talking about three, four, five wins right there. You haven't gotten into the month of November yet with Jacksonville State, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, and Clemson all coming into town, and then who knows what happens in some of those other bowl games. I have circled Missouri as the swing game for South Carolina in 2023. You know, it's funny okay. if Kentucky wasn't good, like if they were old Kentucky, which they're they're due for a year where they're going to go back to be old Kentucky. I don't think it'll be this year, barring injuries. But uh, if we were just sitting around and say it was two thousand and seven, we'd sit there and look at this. That's the best November schedule South Carolina's ever had. God, if, if we were just sitting there, if Kentucky wasn't good, we'd be like, you know, you got an FCS or a new a new group of five team. You got. Van, good old Vandy and Kentucky back to back, and then then the rivalry. You know, I mean, that's yeah. uh, and all at home. That's all that's tremendous. You know? Unbelievable. And, and, and what I like about it too is it's not like Carolina has in the early part of this case. It's not like they have like three straight road games or anything like that. So that's no. Uh, you know, that, it's tough to open against the top. top you know, the, the predicted top two teams in the East, having them both on the road in September. Don't get me wrong, that's brutal. But but I think if you look at the end, if they can get through with one or two losses till they get to November, 
uh, it could be a really, really big year. Uh, and if Shane wins more games than eight, he's the only coach besides Lou Holtz, who actually went 0 11 his first year, uh, to, to increase the win total every year in his first three. And then he'll be the only coach to ever, and this is the modern era since uh, since Paul Dietzel. I want to clarify that. Only coach ever to have three straight winning seasons and in, in three straight bowls in his first three years. Uh, remember, Muschamp had a bowl, but he was six and seven. Uh, three straight winning season and, and improve, and also, more importantly, improve the win total every year. So three bowls, three winning seasons, and three years of improvement. Guys, that's not happened around here. Um ever Spurrier couldn't do it I mean and I think a lot of it has to do with the the year three dip before the portal uh, but we'll see what happens this year we'll see what happens I think uh, I think there's a chance if you can get through that first part if you can get into November uh, man you, you got to feel good about it yeah no question no question if you got five or even six wins going into November watch out for South Carolina if that's the case i'm out of here i hope everybody has a wonderful weekend jc and phil will take you home y'all can give your swing games uh when we get back if you want to or you can just end the conversation there it's really totally up to uh mad dog mullinax clark lee's long lost brother but can't wait till we get to monday uh to uh, get into some big time information for the future of a lot of stuff around here and thanks to the pastor of pain Corey miller for joining us earlier uh, I'll leave you with this. As you go into the weekend, if you have kids, uh, if you haven't seen this yet, you can uh, go to my Twitter page at Sports Media JB. I've retweeted it. Go get him a Nick Harbor autographed card. It is awesome. I'm going to get one for my nephew who's 13 years old. This thing is sweet as sweet can be. And it's got the Bo Jackson flex. You'll see it. Uh, they are out and they are sweet. Uh, make sure you check that out. That was uh, negotiated by Park Avenue, which is supported uh, totally, 100% supported by Carolina Rise, thanks to the the amazing work of JC and Cam Sherbert. All right, guys, I'm out. We'll hit a timeout. We'll see you Monday. Hey, Gamecock fans, it's Evan Stowe from Gamecock Baseball. A couple of painters paint the show garnet and black every day and get the job done right at a fair cost. Go to LetMePaintSomething.com for information and an estimate. Go Cox. You heard Evan Stone, Gamecock fans, 10% off for military repeat customers or mention the show. Interior, exterior painting, fencing, cabinet staining, concrete painting, popcorn ceiling removal, and more. 803-522-6832. LetMePaintSomething.com. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864-414-5271, Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Building your dream home is often just that, a dream and sometimes a nightmare. 
But at the Barndo Company, they commit to quality and build without sacrifice. Customization, open floor plans, limitless flooring options, maintenance-free and easy installation perks, and affordability are just a few reasons why they've been named one of the best builders in the U.S. Believe in your dreams. Visit thebarndominiumco.com. That's thebarndominiumco.com. The Barndo Company. Gamecock owned. Gamecock operated. The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location, or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama Columbia and go Gamecocks. shouldn't have played that bumper jc now i just want to do you know go outside and smoke a cigar sip some bourbon Mm. i can't really do that right now i got we gotta finish the show a and i got stuff to do later (laughs) i I gotta get some packages in the mail before i can do some port setting but uh, certainly uh may not may not get to that today but certainly there there will be port sitting at some point this weekend that's right Um, that's right so, do you agree with the Missouri take? Is that your swing game this year? Just to continue. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah, I wanted to continue that definitely. I, I do think it is. Uh, I think um, it, you know, just talking to contacts within the program, it, they feel like you know, and look, they're, they're going to take one game at a time. Obviously, this North Carolina game is everything. Uh, you, you, you know, I'm not saying you can't rebound if you lose it, but South Carolina's lost an opener only three times since 2000, like this century. Yeah. And uh, those teams finished seven and six with a record setting offense uh, and four and eight and two and eight. Mm. So, you know, I'm not saying that now three, three years is not a trend, especially, I mean, you know, the back to back, I mean, and Carolina was not supposed to open with Tennessee in 2020, obviously, because <laughs> that season was weird, but uh you know, uh, Joe asked if Missouri game was in Columbia. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, You're but, always uh, right on that one, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so, you know, I, I, like I said, that's everything. And they're taking it a game at a time. 
I mean, the, the SEC home opener against Mississippi State's huge. If you lose that one, it's going to be disappointing because you're, you're not, you know, you're supposed to supposed to win those games. You know that you're supposed to win. And um, I know I know they're an underdog to North Carolina, but it's a game I think South Carolina should win. I mean, you know, it is what yeah. it is. But um, that Missouri game, you look at it. It's it, October features a lot of ro- some road trips. You know. Uh, I think I think in October there's only three games and it's uh, it's Florida at home and then uh, Missouri and A and M back to back on the road the Big Twelve portion of the schedule if you will that's right and uh, <laughs> and, and, and and look you you can't keep losing to Missouri I mean you know, don't let them become the next Kentucky and by God they've beaten you four times in a row now uh, now that's not all, all on this staff but you know the last two years against Missouri if if I could circle. To, you know, the, the Florida game last year down in the swamp, I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. But if I could circle just one game in each season that I'm like, man, that should have not happened under Beamer. It's the loss at Missouri after you ran rough, ran rough shot over Florida and couldn't, couldn't get anything going against a terrible run defense out there. Uh, and then you lost by a field goal. Your defense forced a lot of turnovers and kept you in it, but it was bad. And then last year, against Missouri and uh, you know our friend Chris Phillips from Spurs Up show uh, I think on one of his one of his social media channels post the 2001 from the Missouri game and I know this because that's one game too Carolina wore garnet helmets and the garnet jerseys and white pants kind of a different uniform combo even in that one and just looking at it and I don't know whether it's because it was a four o'clock kickoff or what but the crowd just kind of seemed man you know and Missouri (laughs) came in there fired up and then, and then Carolina cuts it to 17-10. But because of the limitations they had on offense and then the defense's inability to get off the field and some terrible calls that went against them, I'm not I'm not, I'm not blaming the rest. Carolina got their butt kicked that day, right? They lost again by double digits at home. I mean, and I, I don't know what it was about Missouri's D that Marcus Satterfield could not figure out, but those two game plans left a lot to be desired offensively. Um you know, and, and, and they're able to move the ball against Carolina's defense. Uh, Tyler Beatty ran crazy in the first one. Uh, they had enough to get up 17 nothing last year. Carolina did hold them out of the end zone, but, you know, they stayed on the field way too long. So that that's a program that does not have vastly superior talent to South Carolina. I wouldn't even say there's – I think South Carolina's got a better roster. Uh, and, and Carolina's really – the first seven years in the league had no problem with Missouri, you know, none. Yeah. I mean, the 2015 team lost up there uh, and that stunk. But, uh, you know, other than that, and, and then uh, 20, 2014 was the game where they blew a two touchdown lead. Uh, and so they started five and two against Missouri and, and now it's five and six. Yeah, so, unacceptable. you know, unacceptable. And, 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 yeah, I can, I can almost forgive 2020. By the way, Mike Morgan was on the call that game, Missouri at Carolina, because uh, Carolina was not very good. Missouri was pretty good. Carolina did come back and cut it to seven, and, and Luke Doty played his butt off. So, so it was positive. But the other ones, man, I mean, 19 was inexcusable. Uh, uh, you know, you, you're coming off a, a respectable game against Bama. Uh, me and Phil are at a wedding trying to watch, uh, and then there's a punter yard pick six, and it ends it, and that was terrible. Yes. Um, you know, like, like I mentioned, out, you know, 2020 and then out there, 2021, I mean, that was not a very good Missouri football team. You know, they did manage to eke it out against Florida the following week and get Dan Mullen fired. But, uh, 
that was not a good Missouri team. They were terrible on defense, and you can you only had 250 yards. And then last year, they just straight up beat them. So that's that series has to turn. Uh, you need to keep beating Kentucky. Uh, you need to keep trying to beat Tennessee. You know, the, those are kind of the peer schools. You know, Carolina may not be ready to beat Georgia. I think they could probably compete more, yeah. especially with that game being early with Georgia having some new faces. But you know, I, I think I think your Floridas, Missouri's, Tennessee's, Kentucky's, Vanderbilt. You, know, you got to you got to handle those here in the last year of the SEC East. And then the number two game they got, you know, that they they feel like they really have to have is Florida. I mean that that everybody's feeling embarrassed by that loss last year. Florida's not supposed to be normally Florida the, the normal Florida. Uh, I you know keep in mind they still have speed, they still have athletes, uh, but that game is going to come at a time, Phil, for the Gators where you're either going to know or you're not because their schedule is you know challenging. Right? So you're either going to know how good they are. they're either going to be much better than you thought, or are they going to be about the same or maybe worse? Um, so I think that's – I would much rather play Florida then than like uh, – or in November, you know, than, than like in September before you, before you really know, you know, have a chance to go one way or the other so you know what you're facing. But I, I agree. Missouri and then Florida uh, are the games they have circled. And obviously, though, you know, North Carolina, Mississippi State, those those are big too, uh, very big. So So we'll see what happens. Yeah, really. I think there's you've got a pivotal three weeks right there in the middle of the schedule. Um, and as odd as it sounds, I think it starts with the bye week on the seventh and then Florida, mm-hmm. Missouri. Because you're you've got a new OC in here and you're gonna get some serious tests <laughs> to what you're trying to do on both sides of the ball in those first five weeks. Um mm-hmm. There's only really one, if you're going to call it a gimme, you know, in the Furman game. But every other game is a toss-up at best, you know, or at worst, rather, at worst. Um, So it all starts with that buy and the adjustments that you can make. Uh, Hopefully you're healthy going into that. But you should be able to catch Florida, you know, right where they are. There's nothing that says you should not beat this team. Same thing for the next week in Missouri, and then you've got some momentum going back into College Station. You win those first two games in that last stretch, Florida-Missouri games, it's hard to say that you're going to do any worse than five and two to finish the season. And with that, then you're probably looking at, you know, the top end of what Corey was saying earlier today is that, you know, nine-win season is going to be – you could probably you make it steal nine wins in the regular season <laughs> without having to worry about what bowl you get. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. So, uh, quite, yeah, I mean, yeah, and I think I think winning nine would be perfectly acceptable, uh, depending on how it goes. And you know, if, if Beamer's track record is, if there is a track record over two years, it's that he's gonna he's gonna pull a surprise over somebody. Now, mm-hmm. uh, there may be a surprise the other way. You know, <laughs> well, and I think I, that's one uh, thing yeah, about this, you know. you know, the past two years, JC, is that, you know, I, this our seasons have been defined by winning games that, you know, we were not supposed to, you know, I mean, by looking at the, the spread yeah. going into it and what everybody thought. But on the back end of that, it's also been defined by losing games. You really you had no reason losing. <laughs> yeah. You know, Florida, Missouri yeah, last and, 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 year, Missouri the year I, before. I mean, 
It's you have to change one side of that narrative to really start mm. to take that next step. And you're going to have to quit losing games uh, that you really shouldn't be losing. Now, I mean, I've got full faith that the staff is going to be able to do that this year. Um, you know, we've, we've unshackled ourselves from <laughs> a very large ball and chain yeah. going into this season. You, you, so you it's exciting to games, see what's going to happen. You stay out of the games you're just not competitive in either. I mean, if you think yeah, about it, yeah. you know, Florida and Georgia last season were, were blowouts. Um, you know, they, they really, they let Arkansas run all over them and then mounted a, a modest comeback in that one. But, I mean, I never felt like, you know, once Carolina stopped them on fourth and one, only down 21-16 after the big play with, from Spencer to Juice, and then went three and out, negative five yeah. yards. I thought it was over by then, um, you know, and, and you got to stay out of that, you know, getting getting just blown out early because, um, you know, Clayton White's good at making halftime adjustments. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he makes adjustments in game. I'm not sure, but it, do, it does seem like his defenses, if they're struggling, tend to play better second half because he, yeah. he does adjust. Um, so you got to stay out of that. You got to get off to good starts. And, and you know, look, uh, Carolina – Got off to when they get off to good starts, good things happen. I mean, you know, I think like shoot, Phil, what what's the game? What's a game they've gotten off to a good start and haven't won under Beamer besides Notre Dame in the bowl? Yeah, I mean it's it's about hard it. to say. I mean, yeah, you, you nobody you know, really comes a, back on them, you know. Right, um, yeah. It's like once they're ahead, they just kind of firmly stay there. Uh, Notre Dame being the outlier, you know, but I think you got a just a husk of a team you're playing with in that bowl game. (laughs) Yes, Notre Dame was huge. (laughs) Oh man, but uh, anyway, so that's that. Uh, got some questions in the chat box we'll get to here in a second. I do want to touch on two though before we get a break. Um, uh, Quantrell says Beamer seemed positive on Casey Henry's health. If he's back, where do you slot him on the O line? It just depends on how much he's back, how much the knee bothers him, all that. He's good enough to one day, and I say one day, be a starter at tackle here. Uh, had he been healthy, I'd probably pencil him in. I mean, because they they love that guy. But uh, the 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 knees injuries. I mean, it, he's got to get healthy, uh, you know, and, and all that. And then. Um, Another question about Ryan Brubaker, the uh, high three-star kid from Pennsylvania, redshirt freshman. Ryan's in the two deep at guard. Will it stay that way? Will Nene Menzel beat him out? Will Marquis Anderson or Trovon Ball come in and, and snag those snaps? I don't know. Uh, I know they're big guys. <laughs> As Lonnie, Lonnie Tisa said, man, these are gigantic human beings. Big tree babalade. Uh, I'm, I'm going to enjoy saying that. Uh, and, and and Todd Ellis probably is thankful that Babalade decided to go by tree. <laughs> and not I could only hear him butchering but, that. Uh, yeah. But fortunately uh, you don't call out O linemen very much, so that's that's gonna play in yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Luca points out the bowl was juice and rattler, and that was about it. Yeah. Well, well no, actually juice got hurt in the bowl. Mm-hmm. Juice and Nate Atkins got hurt. So that was and, and really Nate, Juice, Xavier Leggett, a little bit of Juju, and Spencer was what their offense was. Um, by the way, Freddie Kitchens, I know he's at UNC now, but, man, he he did a great job <laughs> calling those plays. I mean, first half of the Gator Bowl, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it just boom, boom, boom. It's very creative stuff. Um, but anyway, I digress. But yeah, so Juice got hurt, and then the Atkins got big, banged up and couldn't come back in, and so that that really hurt them. But you know, Xavier Leggett did well. Um, Justin Step commented the other day that Leggett's the most improved player in the room heading into this year, and it's not even close. So, and he's a monster, two twenty, big, big, freaky. Big uh, probably could pair him feel to like Brian Scott who played at Carolina in the early two thousands, that kind of guy ish, mm-hmm. maybe a little Tory girly, but not as tall. I don't know. Uh, but I think he'll have a really good year. All right. We'll, we'll take our final break of this week. It's been a hell of a week folks, <laughs> but uh, ending it on a good note here on, on Friday. And, and again, thanks to Corey Miller for coming on earlier and we'll be right back. It's inside the game. Cox's show. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. Magnum, Velotric, Aventon Bikes, and more. And they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle help you handle the southern heat better but still get great exercise. Bikes are available all ages and sizes. ElectricBikesCharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. Electric Bikes of Charleston! Electric Bikes of Charleston! Electric Bikes of Charleston! finish the week here welcome back everybody inside the game box the show brought to you in part by barndo co sonorama studios let your price of charleston we love all our partners up here 
<coughs> excuse me. Absolutely. Yeah, and, we uh, appreciate everybody supporting them as well. We'll be bringing yeah. on a few different ones, new ones. Continue to maintain our relationships with those we already have. As Jamie's mm -hmm. been not so subtly hinting, we have major news coming up Monday, right at the top of the mm -hmm. show at 11 o'clock, that we are all very excited about and believe you all will be too. Looking forward to getting into that. But I'll tell you what, man, I got I can't can't quit this feeling that of those first five games of the season, there's those two big ones that are away from home that we're gonna steal one. I just ah, I just I, I'm not calling I'm not calling it yet. Let's wait. <laughs> get through fall with a pack get through preseason without injuries and things like that. But there's just I got this I got this feeling. <laughs> I need to kind of look at Virginia's roster because I think Tennessee is going to open up a gigantic can of butt yeah. on them, and there'll be Same. a big fear, fearful score, like a sixty-three to ten kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but we'll, they'll go to the swamp where they hadn't won in a long time, and so they'll go to the swamp before they play the Gamecocks. And they got it. I think they have UT San Antonio. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Uh, also, not a bad UT group of five team. Yep. They're not. Mm -hmm. They're not bad. So. We'll know a little bit about the Vols before they come, and certainly you'll know all about the Gamecocks because Georgia, Mississippi State, North Carolina, I'll tell you that, probably Furman yeah. too because they're a really good FCS team. But uh, it's imperative to get off to a great start this year. And the worry is there's a chance just because they're playing such good teams, the ball doesn't bounce their way, you, you could be looking at an ugly start and, and having to rally that at the end of the year to get the postseason. Um it's possible. I don't think it's likely. I think it's possible. That's what makes the first game so critical, uh, I yeah. think, for the Gamecocks. And really for North Carolina, too, because their schedule sucks bad as far as yeah. them. Like, of all the ACC teams, I got to give them credit. They do schedule in a ridiculously – they make it more hard on themselves than they should. Yeah, right. <laughs> don't don't go to App State and Georgia State back-to-back, -back, man. Don't do it. You're, mm -hmm. you're, 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 don't go to the Sun Belt back-to-back. Uh, and then before I answer this, Quantrell, I want to say I want to give a shout out to a couple of additional sponsors, uh, Carolina Rise members. If you're a pistol owner, uh, I'm not, but you may be. Uh, you really need to check out badgercustomgrips.com and support this Gamecock owned and operated business right there in Easley. Speaking of Pickens County, there you right go. there in Easley, South Carolina, you can get online, badgercustomgrips.com, check out what they do. Uh, beautiful craftsmanship there uh, for your pistol um and if you use the code rise you get a special discount so badgercustomgrips.com also going to give a shout out uh to may river mattress company down in bluffton mayrivermattress.com gamecock owned and operated business there uh they have a quality and a price guarantee match uh, and then i also want to say shout out to one of our newer carolina rise business members and sponsors here the jernigan law firm in Florence, my good friend Rod and his firm are on board with us, and uh, nice. certainly nice to have all the uh, all the support for Carolina Rise and what we do from Florence that we can get, and, uh, and that's good. Appreciate you. Quantrell says thoughts on FSU leaving the ACC by August fifteenth. It's a bidding tactic for the Big Ten and SEC. Rumors are Big Ten may help with a grant of rights. If Florida State wants to join the Big Ten, let them. Yeah. 
Yeah, these guys don't. I mean, Southern Cal, uh, those, those folks are, yeah, like, uh, it's going to be really cool to go to, like, uh, uh, West Lafayette, Indiana in November. Like, wow. Yeah. And then they're going to get there and be like, like, wow. 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 This is where Axl cool. Rose is from? Like, ooh. Uh, like, it's cold, man. Like, it's cold. Uh, like, I had Florida to buy, like, State has no... This. <laughs> And look in the ACC though you you they do have it such where that you'll send Florida State, Clemson, Miami, Georgia Tech somewhere like pit that's cold late. Uh, it's inevitable, so I don't know. But I mean, look, Florida State doesn't need to be in the Big Ten. Uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily think they need to be in the SEC either. Um, and uh, I honestly, if I were them, the Big Twelve would be pretty intriguing to me right about now. You know, because that'll be like the second sort of coast-to-coast conference. Uh, yeah. And if I'm FSU, I'm like, man, I could go in there and probably play a, play a quality schedule, a national schedule, but we'd also be the big dogs. Woo. Um, right. Yeah, you know, so yeah I, they wouldn't I, I give think, up their standing, you know, from where they are in the ACC to the Big 12. You're not, you're not you know, fighting an uphill battle. <laughs> no, yeah, so we'll see what happens with that, but uh, – yeah, it, it, I think it'd be funny if they joined the Big Twelve because uh, they they sort of got in the ACC because they were kind of avoiding, you know, the SEC, <laughs> and now they're like, oh, we don't want to go. There. We're going to just go to the Big Twelve where we could beat up on the sisters of the poor for ten years again <laughs> until everybody catches back up with us. So, um, but that's that's a good trivia question. Who is the first ACC team to beat Florida State in a conference game? The aforementioned University of Virginia. It was Virginia, wasn't it? I was going to say, isn't it? Like Virginia? (laughs) In Charlottesville, they beat him. Craig says Josh Payton has Xavier Leggett as his breakout player this year. Yeah, I'd agree with with Josh on most things. Yeah, that's not necessarily Um, a very bold statement considering who is on the other side of the formation. I think, yeah, so, Leggett's going to yeah. get plenty of opportunity. Yeah. So, so anyway, I want to address this real quick, take two minutes, because I didn't talk about it yesterday because it was a crazy day. But I, I just wanted to say for those of you that didn't read my letter to Gamecock fans on uh, the Big Spur or on CarolinaRise.com about yesterday's development, uh, I, I want to say, number one, uh, it, it's not a competition in NIL, just like Corey said. Uh, number two, uh, you know, we did the Park Avenue deal in good faith, and we continue to operate in good faith. Um, I did not know for sure this was coming until Friday, and I figured it out, um, which was fine. Uh, I, I'm not, you know, I, I think too many times around here when the university or whoever the powers that be make a decision, it turns into this public brouhaha like the damn chicken thing, the, the rooster thing last year and the naming and all that. Uh, not, and, and I'm glad that got worked out. Cause those are, those are, those people are wonderful people, you know, and I'm not, I'm not criticizing them, but too often we kind of eat our own uh, and uh, there's just divisiveness and animosity and stuff. Uh, you know, the people that, you know, purchased lifetime Gamecock club memberships and then wanted to still park under the stadium, even though that was clearly not going to be parking anymore that sued Carolina, you know, uh, those types of things, you know, land issues, you name it. Whenever there's been kind of something that's disappointed somebody in the University of South Carolina, 
everybody wants to make a skep, big spectacle out of it. Look at me, whatever. Uh, you're not going to get that out of me because that's not going to that's not going to change anything, and it's not going to help anything, and it just divides all of us further during a time in our country where we're all divided for other reasons. You know, being a gamecock, we need to all just kind of you know stick together with that. Um, Carolina Rise is going nowhere. Uh, I am proud to report that yesterday, even with the news, we grew 10 members, sold 15 tickets to the VIP kickoff, sold three $10 T-shirts, two new business members, and a third uh, very generous business member purchased a second membership for about $5,000. So things were pretty good yesterday in spite of the announcement, and nobody canceled anything, Uh, and that's good. We're going to continue to help uh, and fund Park Avenue uh, and do all that. By the way, Jamie mentioned those Nick Harbor signed baseball cards or whatever. That's a huge deal for Nick. Um, and Park Avenue facilitated it. I mean, they they got with Nike and got permission to kind of use a similar photo to what Nike had uh, and all that. And they continue to do big things for Carolina student athletes. Um, you guys have always trusted me. You guys that are members out there. Um, and Mark, the, the news was Garnet Trust. Uh, uh, oh, and I did want to emphasize this because – I'm telling the truth. I'm not bashing them. I'm just, we have to be factual about this. The university did not select them to be the official partner. It wasn't a contest. We didn't bid on it. We didn't, we didn't sit down and go, oh, who's the best one? This is the best one. And we're going to pick one. This is a paid endorsement deal through Learfield that handles Todd's broadcast and then the coaches' shows and they're the rights holders. This is a paid deal. This is not anything other than that. Uh, so, but they, they have struck an agreement to be the official NIL collective of South Carolina athletics, just like, like whoever the official beer is, who's Budweiser whatever, but you know, we still, we still buy more than Budweiser at the game, right? Or if it's Coors, we buy more than Coors at the game. I mean, you know, if, if they still sell more, you know, there's room to go around. How um, many of you own but, under armor shoes? Yeah. Nat says wet t-shirt contest between me and Phil at the, at the, at the tailgate. Oh, that's happened. That's happening. <laughs> That's happening. Um, but you know, we're, we, like I said, we're going to continue to focus Carolina Rise on on our student athletes that we serve uh, on, on contributing to a first class experience at South Carolina, which is already there. We're going to continue to build on that, uh, and then for our business members, we're going to continue to promote your product fanatically, uh, and for our individual members, we continue to thank you, and and you'll have some special things that happen. Uh, in the near future, I promise to make it worth your while. We're going to keep moving on, and we're going to try to build a a monster apparatus to to you know help South Carolina with NIL in, in any way we can. Um, you know, in addition to to what Garda Trust does, and I'm not mad at those guys. Uh, for me, like I said, it's never been about competition. I do, I think the the, the competition, you know, because these it grew out of Gamecock Central and the Big Spur. That is competition, and I'll always say that. Um, nothing against them, but uh, we've competed for 17 years. Uh, I think we've done a pretty good job becoming the market leader in that time. It wasn't easy. It wasn't overnight. They're worthy competitors and have a great product, and they're good people. You know, I have nothing bad to say about any of them personally, uh, but just like on this show, we compete for listeners. I mean, so uh, with Carolina Rise, it's different. I'm not going to sit there and, and, and wish them failure because that hurts all of us. Uh, you know, and regardless of what they think about us, yeah, that's beside the point. I, I think that if you dug in with some of them and picked their brain, uh, you, you'd understand that uh, maybe that 
there's some animosity on that side. So uh, I don't, I, you know, and I'm not even talking about the people that run it. There's, they have, you know, their little fan base or whatever, but, uh, and that's fine too. Uh, I should, I should probably on this subject, never read any Twitter comments because they're a huge, huge pile of idiots that want to sit there and, and, and they don't, they don't understand anything about NIL or anything. It's just to them, it's a, it is a competition. So whatever, fine. Uh <laughs> You, you win. Hey, hey, buddy, you get the medal. Hey, buddy. Here's your medal. Here's your precious little medal, your participation trophy. You won Twitter right. today. You did. you did. Yeah, you won yeah. Twitter. Gower Good X. for you. Or Winning X. Twix. Anyway, I wanted to say that because I did not uh, there. Sonder, the details. Um, we're uh, we're going to go from 2 to like 6.30. You can already purchase tickets. Uh, the only thing, it's either one lot or another lot, but I'll have those details pretty soon and we'll, we'll, we'll let everybody know about that. But, uh, yeah, I'll have those details pretty soon. I had to go ahead and get the tickets printed and the, the VIP badges printed because things are on back order, but we'll, we'll definitely fill you in on where it's at and stuff like that. So you can go ahead and buy $10 tickets. If you purchased a rain check package though, with us for the, uh, the events, you get one, you get a free ticket. So that'll be coming in the mail shortly. I've got a, I got a, I sent the printer a PDF instead of a JPEG. I sent a JPEG. So that, that's what happened. And, uh, all right, cool. Thank you guys. My precious. Ooh, my precious. The fat one. The fat one. <laughs> the fat one. Smeagol hates the fat one. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Gamecocks. Have a great weekend. Drink a few for me. Uh, we'll be back Monday. Again, big announcement coming from this end. It's not doesn't have anything to do with Carolina Rise or yeah. NIL. Uh, it's <laughs> something I think all of you will like that you've requested in the past, and uh, we're very excited about it as well. All right, for, for Phil, uh, for JB, uh, this is J.C. Sherman. You guys have a wonderful weekend.